So it feels like every day has been declared some type of national holiday, right? And it's widely celebrated, especially when it comes to marginalized groups. Well, you would be shocked to find out what today is called. And what's interesting, barely anybody has heard about it or is talking about it. So that's what we're here to do this morning on Outkick the Morning, which starts right now. everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into Outkick the Morning. I'm Charlie Arnold. Today, if you look at your calendar, it's October 10th. And uh, it's what you won't find on your calendar, at least not yet. And I'm not sure you will for quite a while because a lot of people don't want to acknowledge it. This is considered real Women's Day. Uh, we at Outkick didn't even know that's what today was called until Riley Gaines told us. Nobody knew it was called Real Women's Day is the problem here. Uh, but before I really get into how I feel about this, here's some background on what is happening today. Riley Gaines, she's going to speak at Penn State as part of a free speech rally, though free speech doesn't really seem to be so free because it took my colleague three attempts to book conference rooms to exercise her free, free speech rights. She was denied first by the university in a local hotel due to risk assessment concerns from Penn State University. Uh, it's very interesting because if you... Think about the idea of free speech. You would think that she would have every right to book these same type of rooms. Uh, well, last week, the Penn State Campus Forum posted on their website instructions for students who might need counseling after hearing any hate speech on campus from any planned speaking, speaking events on campus. Uh, this would include Riley Gaines. So what's happening here is they're already saying you might need counseling after hearing Riley Gaines speak on what it means to be a real woman. Uh, even the Penn State president took to social media last month to begrudgingly explain why the First Amendment protected the rights of people that are supposed to be speaking on campus as a part of this, quote, Real Women's Day. Uh, there's also a couple other speakers who are going to be joining college campuses around the country today. And uh, those speakers will be speaking on the same thing, what it means to be a real woman. And they will be demonstrating the differences between women and men as they see it, as they actually are, as science puts them forth as. Uh, also, the Independent Women's Forum has sent demonstration kits, including baseballs and a radar gun, uh, to several of these different campuses to help to demonstrate the physical differences between men and women. Uh, so there's a lot to get into here. Uh, first of all, the fact that it's Real Women's Day is something that comes as a shock to me because as a real woman, uh, I don't see why there should be a holiday that needs <laughs> to happen to celebrate uh, the idea of something that has been in existence for as long as the world has existed. Uh, there's so many nuances now and differences of what it means to be a real woman versus a woman versus uh, there's just so many different ideologies uh there's so many different terminologies uh and now the fact that real women need a day to actually celebrate uh the gender that they're born with just shows where we are uh in the world right now i think that riley Gaines has been working for some time now to really sh <clears throat> show everybody uh, what it means to be a real woman the differences biologically that exist between men and women. A lot of people will not listen to her because we live in such a progressive society or an attempted progressive society where now the idea of being a real woman is so frequently shut down. Uh, so what's happening on the campuses today, and I think what Riley is using to help to prove her point, is the fact that there are major biological differences between men and women. Uh, there are the ideas that women are not as fast, strong, or uh, have the stamina as as men do on 
you know, in, in on normal basis is, and, and that actually does exist. So they are getting kits together where Riley is going to have men throw, with the incentive of gift cards, of course, because a lot of people might not take part in this type of activity if, if they're not incentivized or, uh, you know, because a lot of people right now are going to be deemed bigots and hateful if they take part in these demonstrations. We already know that's going to happen. Anyways, what they're doing is they are having men throw these balls and they're going to show the differences of of a man's, man's athletic abilities versus a woman's athletic abilities. Uh, so that's what's going to be happening on campuses today. But it really just insults me as a woman because we've gotten to this place where there needs to be the differentiation made between being a real woman and being, well, I guess what some people are still deeming to be real women, uh, but as we know, as to be trans women. Uh, we are letting biological men invade all of our spaces because that is the only way to be politically correct these days. Uh, that includes on our athletic fields, on our courts, our locker rooms, our bathrooms, uh, all of the spaces that were once deemed space or safe spaces for women uh, seem to be no longer. So Riley Gaines and some of her uh, colleagues, uh, some of the activists who are on the right side of things, uh, are going to campuses today to try to change some minds. Whether or not it's actually going to work is beyond me at this point. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I have to believe that a lot of people are going to be coming to these events in the with the idea of protesting, uh, with the idea of try to, trying to push out people like Riley Gaines in the correct I ideologies that they're pushing forward. Uh, but it's really sad that we've gotten to the place where there needs to be a real woman's day in the first place. Um, I, I hope that they're successful. I hope that they do work to change some minds, uh, but that is yet to be seen. And uh, we'll find out how successful Real Women's Day is and how much traction it really gets and how much coverage it really gets because we know that if this were to be a day that was protecting the rights of the LGBTQ plus, uh, the, you know, this the whole... Uh, we we just know that if, if if this day were to be to protect these people, uh, you would be hearing about it. There would be tons of media coverage, and I think that for someone who was coming onto the campus as an activist, uh, they wouldn't have had to make three attempts to book a room in order to exercise their free speech, which is what Riley Gaines has experienced here today. Uh, so I want to get a little bit more reaction. Um, we have Deborah Lee who's joining us. Uh, she is a conservative influencer. And uh, she's going to come in to talk about Real Women's Day. And the fact that we even need this at this point in time uh, is absolutely ridiculous. So Deborah Leia uh, is here to join us now. And we're going to bring her in. And Deborah, hi. Uh, you and I have had a chance to work together a few times. So I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, as you've heard, today is considered Real Women's Day. You probably had no idea because I had no idea until I walked in this morning. Uh, but I think that's the problem is that if this were to be Trans Women's Day or, uh, you know, any type of Women's Day that probably would align with the LGBTQ plus IA community. I, I don't even know I don't even know the letters that identify with that anymore. Uh, we would have been hearing all about it. So when you hear about the fact that it's real women's day, what immediately comes to your mind about the position that we find ourselves in as a society? So first off, thank you for having me and happy real women's day to you. Let's both be celebrating. Why are we Thank working? you, you too. Apparently there's this huge pay gap. So shouldn't we get today off to I don't know, enjoy, shop, do women things, but 
it's really sad in society. I went to college. I came out more conservative than I started. And every event that I planned with Turning Point or other organizations, they tried shutting me down too. I had crazy protesters trying to throw things at me because college campuses have shifted from free speech incubators to protecting safe spaces. But in doing that, we've eliminated both safe spaces on college campuses or safe campuses and free speech. And at this point, the fact that people have to fight over what it means to be a woman it's disgusting. I hate the idea of real women. I say that phrase just to clarify to people that I'm a woman. I was born this way, you know, created by God, chosen, didn't choose it myself in the doctor's office. But it's a shame and it's a mockery to women across the world. We've seen men across every industry try to compete in sports. There's now what's happening. There was like a man who's competing in weightlifting who is making fun of, oh, I'm going to pee in front of the women. They're going to be so uncomfortable. It's disgusting. It's mockery. We used to allow drag in society and we said, oh, okay, that's not mocking women. That's just people expressing themselves. And now we've gotten to a point where even women are being, real women are being touted as you have to clarify, were you born a woman? What are you? What's happening? I just want to be a woman and be a part of society and not have to compete with all these imposters. Yeah, and I saw that you, this is something that has gained traction. It actually went very viral. You were a part of a panel with some trans women uh, or others that didn't hold your same beliefs. Uh, this is what we see constantly these days where you have trans women or uh, liberals trying to push the idea that if you identify as a woman, you are a woman. And what that's doing is just completely ruining uh, all of the traction and the successes and the opportunities that women have found themselves gaining over the past several decades uh, because we are just completely negating the idea of what a real woman means. What type of backlash have you been facing since you made those statements and, and came out and, and were so forward about it uh, from people that just don't want to admit that to be biologically born as a woman it no longer means anything anymore. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And I feel like every day the conversation just get for, gets further and further into the lane of being absolutely absurd. But what type of backlash are you facing since coming out with those comments? So first off, I think we're way past absurd. This is just insanity. The fact that people can't confidently say that a man cannot just wishfully become a woman. You are biologically created as you are. And if you feel differently, then I really hope that you seek some help because you deserve to be happy too. But the backlash, I was talking about how I deserve to be able to use a bathroom free from men and I should just be around women. Transgenders should have their own bathroom where they can be safe because men don't deserve to be around transgenders either. Everybody should have their own spaces. And people were telling me that they hoped I got, I don't know if I could say this word, but R-A, finish the blanks, E-D, fill in the blanks, in the bathroom, because I was saying that I don't want to go to bathroom with men. These people are so obvious that they don't actually believe in anything. They just want you to feel unsafe. They want a champion for the people that they believe are not being treated fairly by taking away any fairness for the rest of society. We deserve safety. We deserve freedom. Transgender people deserve safety and they deserve freedom, but it should not come at the expense of regular Americans and real women and real men. Yeah, and I think we're seeing so many examples where people try, like you, try to stand up for real women, uh, even fathers of 
real women who have found themselves in really horrible situations where they have been sexually assaulted in spaces that are supposed to be considered safe for them. And they're the ones being told that they're hateful and bigoted. And that's the same thing that we're expecting today to happen on the college campuses where women like Riley Gaines and Paula Scanlon and others are going to try to prove uh, that women and men biologically are much different. And despite wanting to change your gender identity or dress differently or declare yourself something different, the science remains. Uh, biologically, we are very different. And those biological differences will never remain to be unseen despite the efforts that you go to to try and erase them. Um, I, I just, there, there's, there's, like you said, it's it's not even a, the idea that this is a debate anymore. Uh, we're so much past that. This is nothing but pure insanity. Uh, what do you think it's going to take? What what horrible situation do you think women are going to have to find themselves in? Uh, there's already been enough examples, but I think that we're going to see this being taken uh, steps further and further where things are just going to even turn a, a far worse corner. Uh, what do you think it's going to take? Uh, for this conversation to become much more mainstream, and for all of the real women out there who I know, I know they exist, and I know they have a lot of the same feelings that we have, but they're just too scared to speak up. What do you think it's going to take for them to find that courage to start talking about it, uh, so that we can actually gain some ground in this conversation? Unfortunately, I think society has moved past the point of if we just keep showing them the statistics of how many women have been attacked or how many women are now uh, not winning awards or how many women have lost their titles as the best woman in the world or the strongest woman or whatever fastest woman it might be. I think society is really sadly moved past seeing these um, issues and then that being the reason that they want to speak up. I think the real way that we can change the conversation about this is doing what you and I do, just making being conservative normal. We're not some far out there crazy people. You know, we're just women who want to be treated as such. We want to recognize the truth in society because truth is always important. Speaking the truth and, you know, not letting people... Um, maim the truth, it's important to stand up for what's right and what's wrong and allowing men into women's spaces, women's restrooms, women's bathrooms, that's wrong. We need to protect women. We need to protect the vulnerable in our society. And as you mentioned, the biological differences, a woman versus a man, nine out of 10 times, you should probably bet your money on the man if they're fighting, because that's just biologically how we are created. Men were meant to protect women. Women were meant to take care of men. So that's just the way it is. And I think being normal, having these conversations with your friends, normalizing it, not being so hateful about it. You know, everybody does deserve safety. I really pray for the people in this country who don't feel comfortable in their body. That sounds like a horrible thing to grow up with. And I can't imagine the struggles and I want their help, but helping them doesn't come at just giving them whatever they want. It doesn't just come to listen to their delusions. A great quote I once heard is, you don't tell an alcoholic, oh, you're more fun when you drink, in the same way that you don't tell a transgender, oh, you're prettier when you're a woman, or anything of that sort. You need to make people feel comfortable Absolutely. in the that they were born in. Well, and I also think that you make a really good point because there was a power lifter, uh, a male strongman competitor, Audrey Yoon, obviously, uh, you know, once a man, now a woman, uh, who has been taunting female competitors. Uh, not only, you know, beating them wasn't enough. Now now this person is taunting uh, their female competitors about, quote, 
pissing next to them. That's the disgusting terminology they used. Uh, because now it's not just about, oh, I can beat you in competition. It's about the fact that now I'm in the bathroom next to you and I'm using my male genitalia uh, to pee next to you. And that's just a way to further taunt these women, to make them feel less than, to make them realize that uh, th this, this has just become a big joke. Uh, for a lot of these biological men who are now identifying as women and invading women's sports, invading women's spaces, invading their sports. Uh, I just think it's disgusting. Uh, when you hear something like this, and it's not just about now, oh, I'm gaining a, an advantage over you competitively, but now you find them actually taunting them and using that as another tactic to belittle women and further to oppress them. What does it make you think? It's disgusting. This is so rude and embarrassing to the women who have spent their entire lives training to compete and hopefully win this competition. What message are we sending to the youth, the young women in America? Anything you do, a man can do better as long as he puts on a dress, maybe takes a little bit of estrogen. Like this is just disgusting and it's wrong. And I think I speak for most women when I say that I don't even like using the bathroom in front of a boyfriend, near a boyfriend in the same apartment as him, let alone a stranger in public. And if this guy knows that it's going to make these women uncomfortable and he's still essentially bragging about doing it anyway, he shows just a lack of empathy. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you identify as. You just need to identify as a good person. Treat people with respect, be kind and empathetic to the people around you. And if these women are uncomfortable with it, that is not something to brag about. That is something to be ashamed about. And that is disgusting. And I know it's probably impossible to beat a man and literally powerlifting, but I really hope that all the women band together and they shouldn't have to drop out and forfeit. That is something that we should not do in society. We shouldn't be forfeiting to these men, but these women, I really hope they come together and just stand strong and show the differences between this man. Wear cute little outfits, put some bows in your hair, just do girly things and best of luck to all of you. I'll be rooting for y'all. Um, okay, now I want to I want to pivot here. Uh, you just mentioned being a good person. Uh, I think right now we're finding ourselves in a really, tr a really trying time. Uh, day four of of war that we're now experiencing. We saw you know everything horrible that's happened to Israel um, in light of what Hamas has done. The awful acts of terror that have been inflicted upon the state of Israel. And uh, there's a lot of things I've been seeing on social media. Uh, it's a really it, it's it's a little bit of a precarious position because people are trying so tough to be politically correct, uh, but by doing so, they're really turning their back on Israel, which, as we know, uh, is is in need of more support than ever. I know you're a proud Jewish woman. Uh, you've been speaking out so loudly about this, and I so appreciate that. Uh, I just want to take a look at a few examples of some things that we've been seeing and get your reaction on it. Uh, the first thing that I saw uh, is Kylie Jenner. Uh, she put up a post in support of Israel the other day, right right when uh, the war had begun. Uh, but she pretty quickly deleted her Instagram story within less than an hour of putting it up because she was facing some backlash. She, of course, has 400-something million Instagram followers. And some of those, you know, admittedly were pro-Palestine. Uh, so they're going to have a different point of view. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you should backtrack on your support of Israel. But what do you think when someone like this who has a voice as loud as Kylie, who has as much influence, uh, would be so quick to take down her post uh, and therefore backtracking her support of Israel? 
It was really sad, honestly, because it meant a lot to the Jewish community. First off, thank you for the nice words about speaking out. This has been a very difficult situation, but it really touched the Jewish community. I saw a lot of my friends reposting and I was like, is this fake? Because I went to her account and I couldn't find it anymore. And I had to ask a few people to confirm that it was deleted. We know what happened. Bella Hadid or somebody of that sort definitely got to her. But it's just really disgusting that she can't even stand up for the Jews when they're being the atrocities that the war crimes that have been committed by Hamas. The, you can have your opinions on the political problems between the Israel-Palestine conflict. It's been many years. But if you cannot condemn, if her followers cannot simply condemn when women, civilian, elderly, children are just gunned down, tortured, murdered, mercilessly, I don't want to share an earth with those people, as sad as that is. Like, that scares me to know that there are people that vile out there. God forbid if this was the reverse, if Israel had launched these attacks, every Jew I know would be condemning Israel because we stand up for life. We stand up for what's right. We, we speak up against what's wrong. And Kylie Jenner's sister has two Jewish children. Scott Disick is Jewish. So it's just beyond mm -hmm. mind-blowing to me how she doesn't feel the need to stand in solidarity, solidarity with the homeland of her nephews and nieces. Yeah, it is It is really sad. And I think you probably can attest to it just like I can because I put up my pro-Israel post yesterday. And from day one, I mean, from, from minute one, uh, I was pro-Israel uh, in this entire conflict. I think it's easy uh, to, you know, have your allegiance when you see the horrible, you know, war crimes, all of the torture uh, that has been inflicted uh, on, on the Jewish community here. But... I immediately started seeing messages coming into my inbox and saying, what about Palestinians? And it just is really sad that we've gotten to a place where now it's, oh, because I support one. And it's not about not supporting Palestinians. We're obviously shutting down Hamas in, in, in the war crimes that they've inflicted. Uh, this has nothing to do with just completely shutting out a group of people that have nothing to do with the awful things that are happening uh, to Israel. But we are also seeing people that are pro-Palestinian really speaking out in the worst of ways. Uh, there's a porn star. You've, you've definitely heard her name before because she's been making headlines for quite a while now. Mia Khalifa, uh, before uh, touting herself as a huge feminist, uh, encouraging women to get themselves out of unhappy marriages, saying that it's okay to get divorced, uh, putting herself in a position that we're finding feminists more and more doing these days, uh, where they're giving women the ability to live their lives differently than what has been expected of them over past generations, which... I already have a problem with that in general, but that's the story for another day. But but now uh, she's encouraging the pro-Hamas criminals to flip their phones and film horizontally, uh, referring to them as freedom fighters. Uh, it's just disgusting because for someone who considers themselves so pro-women— I would ask, how can you celebrate images of women being tortured, raped, and killed? Uh, these two things don't align with each other. Uh, it's absolutely sickening. It's disgusting. Uh, this woman, I already know, has been dropped by Playboy for these awful comments that she's made. Uh, but when you see women like this in the United States making comments like this, how does it make you feel? There are not words to describe how disgusting and abhorrent that porn star is. There is a reason that Mia Khalifa is banned from all Arab countries. They don't want her anywhere near their countries, her own countries. They really don't want her. That's why she's in America. She has nowhere else to go. We say, give us your broken, you're tired. I guess we say, give us your porn stars too. 
She is so gross. And this isn't her first time doing this. This she has a long history of posting just the most aberrant statements. In what mind, how sick in the brain do you have to be to tell people murdering and I R-A-P-I-N-G? I don't want to say anything too bad on the internet, but how sick in the mind do you have to be to tell those people to film horizontally so that you get a better view? I tweeted this out that if sexually transmitted diseases had a personality, it would be Mia Khalifa. She is disgusting. She has problems in her brain and anti-Semitism is not a side effect of mental illness. It is a side effect of evil. It is the product of evil. And I don't understand how this woman is safe in this country. There are so many people that she has really wished harm on and I, I'm glad that she's allowed to live in this country free and that she's not being beheaded in her own homeland, but she is disgusting. And when I think of her, I just get nauseous yeah. in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I think, like I said before, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Uh, the fact that you can find any type of joy or something positive in seeing innocent women and, and listen, at the end of the day, I don't even, it has nothing to do with innocent or not, it, your viewpoint. Uh, we, we're seeing women being absolutely tortured. They're being dragged through the streets. They have blood running down their legs, uh, obviously having been raped. They're being killed. We have elderly people, grandmothers being held hostage. Uh, it's just, it's sickening. And for anyone to celebrate any aspect of this, like you said, is disgusting. Uh, I think referring to, referring to them as a type of transmitted disease is a sexually transmitted disease or otherwise is is the perfect way to paraphrase. paraphrase. So uh, Deborah, Leah, thank you so much. You are wonderful. I love everything that you're doing. Please keep speaking out. Uh, we need more people like you. So please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. It was so great being on and it was so nice seeing you again. Absolutely. Take care. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. Uh, okay, now, meanwhile, there are a lot of incredibly smart people in this world. We've already mentioned a few that are not so smart, but we are going to transition to a few that are, and, and maybe some that actually aren't <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, for decades now, a point has been made to honor those who have made the greatest benefit on mankind, specifically by awarding them uh, the greatest surprise is that being the Nobel Prize. And among the winners in history, you've probably heard a few of these names before. We have Albert Einstein, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, yeah, we've all heard those names uh, because they have had such profound effects in making our world a much better place. Well, this year's slate of winners not only includes a duo for the pioneering work that they've done in the mRNA technology used in the COVID vaccine, which... Let's be honest, every day now is being scientifically proven to have caused tremendous health issues and deaths in many who have decided to get the jab. But also, uh, we have a Harvard professor. Her name is Claudia Golden, and she was awarded the Nobel Economics Prize for identifying the main sources of the remaining gender pay gap, which, listen to this, she pins to child rearing. So ladies, if you have a child, According to this woman, Claudia Golden, good luck. You will never be as financially successful as a man. And that's just how it goes. Uh, this is something, A, that I find to be incredibly insulting and demeaning. And I think erases a big purpose of why women are on this earth and the greatest benefit that we can bring to the world, which is producing children. Uh, but B, I think it also just goes to show 
uh, what kind of people we are celebrating in the world these days. Uh, we are celebrating the people that spew only the most progressive of thoughts. And by progressive, that's in air quotes, because of course this is not progressive. Uh, this is just flat out false. Uh, but yeah, these are the type of people that are winning the Nobel Prizes. So we can say goodbye to the Albert Einsteins, the Mother Teresa, the Martin Luther King Juniors. Uh, these are the people these days that are winning the Nobel Prize. But anyways, Getting me to my greater point, the idea of the gender pay gap and how unrelenting the argument has gotten, even in the cases where it's not justified, got me thinking more about women's sports because constantly the idea of equal pay is being brought up. Uh, so I wanna look at the WNBA. Now, I just wanna clarify, they are not asking for equal pay per se, but rather they're equal, asking for an equal revenue share of what the NBA doles out to its players, which, by the way, the profit numbers between these two leagues are very stark. Uh, the NBA makes $10 billion per year, while the WNBA makes $60 million per year. So if you just want to compare those two numbers, $10 billion versus $60 million, uh, those are largely different. Uh, you also want to look at the salaries. A average one in the NBA is $3.6 million versus $102,000 for the WNBA. So I really would love for women to get theirs, I hope that they do, but the WNBA just isn't that profitable. I mean, you can even see here the ticket prices uh, between the two leagues, the average ticket price, it's about half is what it is in the NBA and the WNBA. Uh, and the other problem is, is that a lot of the hype around the WNBA is largely manufactured. Obviously, there's a lot of people who want to see the women's component of the men's league succeed. I would like to see them succeed. Uh, but the fact is, is just people are not that excited about the WNBA. And I feel like by manufacturing all this excitement around the WNBA, you're just putting these women in a position to more than likely fail. Uh, something that I think that really speaks to this is that game one of the WNBA finals is falling on a Sunday. What happens on Sunday this time of year? We have NFL, uh, largely, I would, say the, I would say the most popular thing to watch on TV right now is the regular season NFL games. So why would you put game one of the WNBA finals up against the NFL? That doesn't make any sense to me. You are just asking for the WNBA to see very low numbers in their finals productions. Uh, not only that, but there's the ticket prices for the WNBA finals game, uh, which if you go online, you can find out that they are asking more than $10,000 for courtside seats to watch the WNBA finals game live in person. Uh, this would be the Liberty game versus the Aces. It's going for exactly $10,844. I just don't think you could justify a ticket price like that in today's economy. Uh, we do know that there is a reported bump in viewership for the WNBA at about 21%, but that is nothing compared to what we see on average for the NBA. I mean, look, look here. The attendance viewership average for the NBA finals was $12.4 million versus $412,000 for the WNBA last year. I mean, the ratings astronomically different, the attendance astronomically different. Uh, I just think we're putting the WNBA in a position to fail. I think that we need to be realistic about what the WNBA is. Uh, it's awesome that they give women these opportunities to compete and perform on national television. I think it's great that we encourage more people to go watch them in person, uh, but you can't realistically expect their numbers to do so well when you're putting them up against the NFL. You can't realistically expect them to do so well when you're asking more than $10,000
per ticket to watch them courtside. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, not only that, but Tom Brady, uh, he's the latest investor in the WNBA. I think it's great that people like Tom Brady are getting involved. We know how much influence he has. Uh, but I think if anyone has any realistic expectation of the direction the WNBA should go in. Tom Brady needs to speak up. I don't think he should just sit back and let things happen that the way that they have. Otherwise, I think that the WNBA is just destined to continue going down this road of um, probably not being so successful. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. Something, though, that is very successful, as we know, uh, it doesn't matter where they're performing, it doesn't matter how much ticket prices are, people will pay and people will come, is the UFC. Obviously, I was working the UFC event this last weekend at the Apex. That's the smallest of the venues that they ever put their shows on at. That's their local, um, uh, their local facility. Okay, so it's small, uh, it's a more intimate setting, uh, but it's fantastic, and the tickets actually are very expensive. Uh, and Tom Brady was there sitting it's what's considered their courtside. He was right next to the octagon, and uh, there was a very, very, very proud moment that, you know, not only working for UFC, but being a conservative woman that I found to be so entertaining, and that was when Bill Algio, he got the win, and afterwards, as you know, if you win, you get some time on the mic. So Bill Algio, he got on the mic, and he made it a point to kind of poke fun at the people that he had called out in the past. You always get a chance to call out who you want your next opponent to be. He said, no one's listening. I'm not getting the opponents I want. So in the meantime, not only am I going to call out a few guys in the UFC, but also I want Fauci. I want Zuckerberg. Elon Musk pulled out of that fight. So I am going to take you on here, the metaverse, wherever you want to take it. Uh, I found this to be so amazing because I also would like to call out Anthony Fauci as an opponent of mine. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, as well. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, he would be Team Charlie, so he would be in my corner as I take on both of these two guys. Uh, but there's a few things that really registered in my mind when he called out Dr. Fauci. And one happened yesterday when I was setting up my iPhone. Uh, I just got a new phone because, let's not forget a few weeks ago, I told you that the iPhone 12 was emitting too many of those EM, EMFs, the electromagnetic frequencies, uh, and it actually has been banned in France, the iPhone 12. Uh, so I got a new phone, everybody. I am getting less of those radioactive frequencies entering into my body. Uh, but anyways, it gave me a prompt whether or not I wanted to set up my face ID wearing a mask, to which I immediately shut it down because there's no chance you're ever going to find me in a mask ever again for another minute of my life. So I denied setting up that feature on my phone. Uh, but then I also read this really interesting story about Dr. Fauci. Uh, the face mask that he wore when he threw out the first per pitch for the Washington Nationals in the COVID-shortened 2020 season is now on display in the Smithsonian and the display sign at the exhibit reads, quote, infectious disease superstar, Dr. Anthony Fauci threw the first pitch of Major League Baseball's COVID disrupted season. I think it's hilarious that he is being touted as a superstar uh, because in fact, he's not a superstar because Fauci, in my opinion, actually is the infectious disease. Uh, this was marked by his disputes over the origins of the COVID virus saying, one thing to the public, as we know, and then another behind closed doors. And his reckless vaccination policies were never a one-size-fits-all remedy. We all knew that. Mandates destroyed our country. And in Senator Rand Paul's words, he is a traitor and deserves to be in jail. Uh, there's so much I could get into here. 
Uh, every day, if you're paying attention, we're reading new headlines about how in many cases, the COVID vaccine does not work and it is ineffective. I'm not saying for everybody, I'm saying in many cases. Uh, yet you will never hear that come from his mouth because he's still making a lot of money. Uh, he's in bed with Big Pharma, so he's going to say whatever he has to. Uh, if you would have seen the his net value, what it went up, his net worth, I think just in 2022 alone increased by something like $5 million. So he's going to do whatever he has to do to make sure that people are still continuing to get their shots, continuing to get boosted, despite there being some dangers that it poses to certain groups of people. Uh, anyways, guys, I'm so happy that we got into all of this today. Uh, what a show it was. Uh, but I don't want you to forget today is National Women's Day. So make sure you're out there celebrating. I know I'm going to be celebrating as a real women. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's not National Women's Day. It's, it's National Real Women's Day. Let's make the differentiation there. Uh, there is only certain people here that are real women, and that is if you were born a woman. Otherwise, you are not a real woman. Uh, so we're going to leave it at that. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of the action on Outkick the Morning. Also hit the like button. Also leave a comment, and you can find me on social media at Charlie on TV across all of the platforms. And until tomorrow... That's all we've got. We'll see you then. Looking for the hottest sportsbook offers? At Outkick, find exclusive promotions, expert picks, and the latest odds. Get in the game at outkick.com slash bets.